welcome to the armchair cricket podcast this is a podcast not about the armchair cricket uh, board game or the app but this is a cricket podcast from an armchair critic or an armchair specialist or an armchair viewer's perspective so um we would like to concentrate on uh, the longer format of the game we are fans of the longer format of the game me and few of our guests that you will hear on this podcast uh where relevant we would also talk about odis and t20s but our main focus will be on the longer format of the game so what is the motivation behind this podcast i thought to myself uh recently i was speaking to a few friends and we came up with the idea that we spend a lot of our time following test cricket that happens worldwide and maybe it is good if we were to put out our thoughts um just to the world out there in general and uh, this way we get to learn more and we get a productive uh outcome of all the cricket that we follow this is one of the motivations and of course um the points of focus for this podcast uh, i am an expat an indian expat living in the netherlands therefore uh, for me i still follow team india very passionately so my point of focus will be india and uh, also the other cricket playing countries will follow and because i live in the netherlands we would also highlight any netherlands related cricket events as and when they come up so today I have with me a close friend of mine Giridhar I'll probably call him Giri throughout the podcast so welcome Giri welcome to the podcast thank you Ajit well I thought uh, you mentioned your name but maybe I was I'm mistaken I didn't I don't think you mentioned your name um <laughs> so uh, let me introduce you my friend Ajit uh, I've known Ajit for for over a decade now uh, we whenever we catch up um we end up speaking a lot about cricket and uh, which is a game we love we hold that game very close to our heart um so the the discussions that we have every other day is about cricket as like i said and then um so ajit um when when i spoke to ajit last time uh, he mentioned that he had an idea about recording these discussions in the form of a podcast uh, he has many other friends who also uh, follow cricket very closely so uh, i'm supposed to be the guinea pig uh, uh so let's see how it goes um like ajit said i i know him for quite a while uh, i also follow team india and its cricket uh closely as much as i can as as much as my time allows um i also am a huge fan of test cricket the purest form of cricket um so i i i am a bit of a purist so if you hear me talk more uh about fast bowling uh or uh, a spinner who who takes um, who who bowls long spells and how i appreciate uh, their effort i'm really uh, you really know that i'm talking about uh, something that i love um so um f- f- uh, without further ado i think this is enough of a description a description um so we can get started um so ajit the stage is yours thank you uh so we usually structure our uh, discussions in such a way that we first talk about uh, the ongoing matches or series then we would look at other uh, cricketing world news so uh, jumping right in the first thing we would like to discuss is india versus australia test series currently going on down under so we are in the third test the series is tied one all and uh, we are recording this on the uh, just before the last day of the third test at melbourne the boxing day test begins So the first thing is uh, just as a summary of what's going on 
India batted first and scored 443 for 7 and then um, Australia scored 151 in their first innings. Uh, Captain Virat Kohli did not choose to enforce a follow-on. He chose to instead bat on so that his bowlers get a respite and the pitch deteriorates in the meantime. So, uh, batting third, India scored 106 for 8 declared, setting a target of 399 for Australia. Uh, so, when the Australia started the fourth day or when they started their innings on the fourth day, we were not sure if the day, match would go into the fifth day. So, here, Australia closed the fourth day at 258 for 8. This is a very good uh, effort from them in the fourth innings. So, they were effectively, there were a lot of very good contributions right down the order. Quaja made 33, Marsh 44 and Head 34. Payne made 26 and uh, the most important contribution was Patrick Cummins who not only took 6 wickets in the Indian second innings but also followed it up with this wonderful lock of 61 just in 103 balls which effectively means um, even though they are 8 down they push India into the 5th day of the game and they give themselves a chance of maybe saving the test and taking uh, it to a decider in Sydney which is the upcoming test next week so this is sort of highlight of what has gone on but if you were to dig a bit deeper, so Giri, what is the expected result for the third test, do you think? Well, uh, I have to admit, it has been a strong performance by India. Uh, but Australia did fight back today, uh, or yesterday. Um, and Pat Cummings is holding his hand very strong, so I think he's going to pose a challenge. Um, and we also have some other factors, such as the weather. Uh, we have some precipitation expectation. I don't know how much it's going to rain uh, during the day. They expect that it will rain in the morning, just before the st uh, start, I guess. Uh, considering all this, I am still inclined to believe it's uh, India who is going to come out victorious at the, end of this, uh, at the end of the game, depending on how much time they need to bowl Australia out. However, uh, if weather plays spoil sport, we may actually have Australia... Um, earning and uh, well, a miraculous draw. It's it's nothing short of a miracle if they can pull this off. Well, it's happened. Well, it's happened yeah. before. Yeah. As we will discuss in the upcoming uh, section with New Zealand. It happened. The yeah, but but they're still about 140 runs behind. So it, victory would be uh, a bit far fetched, I would say. Uh, victory, I don't see happening. But well, if they get a day's play and if they were to play a session out, that would really bring victory as well into into focus. But for me, uh, based on what you said. Hmm. Even though there may be some loss of time big to rain, I would expect that, uh, look, India requires two good balls to wrap the test up, yep. effectively. Yeah. And I'm considering this, what you say, Pat Cummins has been playing very stoically, but if he's dismissed, that, that would be the end of that, the rest of the order, the remaining batsmen would fall yeah. very quickly. That was probably um, Hazelwood. He's not a really good exponent against spin. So, but... Uh, if you were to look at uh, the major performers in this test, so of course, Cheteshwar Pujara, the first innings, uh, 100, now is so much more in focus, 106 out of 319 balls. I think he crossed his 100 only after, uh, with about 280 balls. That was his slowest 100. But well, is that so? the impact of this 100 is now more and more obvious. I was very surprised. I remember on the second morning, uh, him and Kohli started and Kohli scored 22 runs on the fourth session of the test. On the morning session of the second day, Kohli only managed to score 22 runs, which I think is quite unexpected considering the kind of stroke In about 20, 25, 26 overs, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's, uh... But now I see where it is going on, where, where it has led to. So, 
Um, the other thing is, of course, the other main performer for me is... Um, but I have to mention something uh, at this point because uh, at the end of um, his innings, I think at the end of the second day when I think uh, the Australian commentators, one of them did an interview of Cheteshwar Pujara, Pujara, he mentioned it's not an easy wicket to bat on. And uh, people were wondering uh, if India were really slow uh, in scoring their runs just to make the bowlers, Australian bowlers, um, spend a lot of time uh, on the field, you know, tire them out. It helps. Um, it helps. But Cheteshwar Pujara did mention this. It's not an easy wicket to bat on. So I guess uh, his... His his assessment was quite good. I mean, quite good yes. to be honest. Yes, it yes. may have become better yesterday. Maybe Indian bowlers were also a bit tired because uh, they couldn't keep up the uh, keep up the uh, intensity for a complete uh, three sessions yesterday. So, but uh, then again, yeah, uh, you, you, yeah. Continue with uh, what you were saying. I no, forgot no, what no. you were saying. <laughs> I would say I agree with you that um, in this case, I think Pujara got it right when he said India had enough runs in the bank to wrap this match up. it has been proven that this might very well be the case yeah and um, also let's not take away anything from the indian bowlers I, yeah my personal opinion indian bowlers have bowled much better than their australian counterparts in this entire series yeah. uh, the, the loss in the second test was purely due to uh, the let's say the collapse the indian batting suffered in the second innings mm. otherwise i think it would still be very competitive I still think toss had something to do with uh, the Perth test. Agreed. Yeah, Agreed. Go ahead, go ahead. Yes, and also, I think there was a mistake in um, fielding four fast bowlers. They Agreed. needed a so, variation. Yeah. As much as I like uh, Umesh Yadav and uh, let's say the uh, the nature of his performing performance that he can bring you wickets out of nowhere because of his sharpness, I would say Jadeja would have been a much better bowler. Yeah. Ashwin was out injured. This is good, but uh, Jadeja, I think he's shown his impact in this test match. Exactly. He's yeah. held the one end up. And and he bowls into the into the rough, and Australia have a lot of left-handers. Exactly, so they've made a huge difference uh, this time around. This is very good because they have a lot of fast bowlers who bowl uh, over the wicket, and that is that creates a rough for a left-hander outside the last stump. This is good, and the other thing is he makes you play every ball. Yeah, which is a very big thing. Very Normally, yeah. you don't leave a spinner. All right, but if it's a left-hand, if it's a left-hander batting, and if it's Ashwin bowling, if they are sure that this is a ball that's going to turn away from them because mm. it's. Well, off spin of bowling, they would probably let the ball go. Jadeja, Unless he is bowling leg breaks, uh, out and out. He, he does, he does, he does. But yeah. I think there is enough. He does also bowl a carom ball. But if, if you take eighty percent of his balls to be off breaks, yeah, there is a chance you can leave it because it's not going to hit the stumps. Yeah. Yeah. But Jadeja is basically uh, he's bowling into left-handers, yeah. and he makes them play every ball. This actually played into the um, strategy that I think Kohli had. Yeah. Also, I saw um, if I were to look at it that way. A couple of dismissals were dismissals were planned beautifully. Hmm. Were planned beautifully in such a way that the I think, for example, our Aaron Finch's dismissal yeah. with Maya Kagarwal standing very close at short mid wicket in the first innings hmm. was a gem. I think. Oh, second innings. Sorry, uh, was a gem. I, I heard this was actually uh, very well thought out. It was pre-planned uh, before they even took the field. What if I tell you it was a copy? Aaron Finch was dismissed the same way in the third test against. Uh, Pakistan recently in UAE. Yes, was uh, with the bowling of uh, the guy who's injured right now, who's really not playing, who's not very fast. Oh, uh, Mohammad, uh, what's that guy? Abbas. Mohammad Abbas. This guy, yeah. they planned that he should be dismissed in such a way where he's caught either at silly mid on or short mid wicket, whatever you call it, that region. And this guy bowls in the corridor, and he bowled a ball on the stumps, and then Finch played into mid wicket hands. He flicked it straight into just wide of mid wicket. It's okay. not an easy catch. So. Uh. 
I see this uh, captaincy now is coming through from Kohli and management team that supports yeah. him. So They've done so much of analysis. Uh, that's some, something to and, be... And, and you know, I think we spoke about this earlier. Finch likes to feel the bat, uh, ball on the bat. So he's, he's a guy who likes to have a touch. Exactly. He's a touch player, so... Uh, oh, but uh, Lakshman was a touch yeah. player. So was Sehwag. They didn't believe in letting balls go. They would rather block it, you know. Yeah. But then, I think, uh, just to uh, talk about it a bit more, I think Finch does not belong at number one. He belongs at number five, number four. Because he's good at counter-attacking. He's more of a middle-order batsman. He's not really good at the new ball. He would play the new ball, for sure. And But then there comes his frailty against spin, you would think. But he's a very accomplished one-day player. And you would think he would bring that out. And at a, over, with a slightly older ball, 20th or 20 or 40-year-old ball, I think he's much more effective. And mm-hmm. if anything, I heard the radio commentators yesterday talking this, talking about this a bit more. I hear uh, either ABC Grandstand or something. I rather listen to Test Cricket. I'm a bigger fan of listening rather than viewing. But at this point in time, what I heard, one of the things that Jim Maxwell, a very seasoned radio, radio commentator, said is, it would make sense if Khwaja has opened before for Australia. Yeah. Promote Khwaja to open. Drop Aaron Finch down the order. Mm. Right? And let, if required, I would say, let Sean Marsh pat at three. He has done this before. Mm. So do this change mm. and this will help the existing lineup. The other thing is to bring in a new batter. Yeah. Right? But uh, bring in probably, I don't see Peter Hanscom has done enough to come back already. Mm. But maybe there are a couple of openers that are knocking on Australian test cricket. What happened to this guy, uh, this left-hander? I, I forgot his name. Matt Renshaw. Matt Renshaw, what, what happened to him? I don't think he's done enough this season from what I have read a little bit. So he's one of the runners. He's one of the mm. front runners. There's a guy called Jordan Silk, I think. Mm. So these are all people who are front runners about, you know, sort of D- making... Does, does he short? Uh, deserve a chance? He's good. He's definitely good. But I don't know if he has the, uh, let's say, the patience to last out a spell or two. Oh, he's, he's a, a most... bit of an impatient guy. He needs to... No, he's more of a counter-attacker. He's more of a Rishabh one. Ah, okay. You would, you would play him at a role when you're closer to the new ball, second yeah. new ball in this case. Yeah, I mean, I hate to say this, but I think they miss David Warner and uh, Stephen Smith. Without a doubt, without yeah. a doubt. So, so you see what, what's missing in their side now. Come on, uh, that's 1700s from Warner and 2500s from Smith. Yeah. If you and take out Kohli and Pujara, what do you think will happen to the Indian cricket team? Has happened to Australia. Australia. Yeah, this is just this lack, is of card, but uh, yes. lack of cards. All right. Uh, so we'll discuss a little bit more about... Uh, well, Smith and uh, Bancroft seem to have said a few things. We'll go into it at a let- later session. In the yeah. going sure. forward, well, uh, there are some nice on-field sledging stories that I hear you tell me today. Would you like to recount them again, please? Well, uh, <laughs> I think we've had some. Uh, I don't know if you can call it uh, real sledging. I think it was more of a banter. That that would um, be the right word. Probably. Yeah, because I think the kind of sledging you would have expected of seeing with Warner around, I think it would have been much more. Uh, yeah. it, w- it would have been much more uh, controversial. You know, the Rev- Warner is right. bull mode. So <laughs> Reverend has, Warner, yeah. He's not Reverend. Reverend is when he's quiet. So yeah. The bull mode is when he's attacking. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, go on. So the bull bull mode is not available. So I think the best they can do right now is have Tim Payne <laughs> say a few words here and there. Uh, I think we had some uh, nice, in- interesting uh, stories coming up throughout this series. Uh, they had a small altica- altercation between uh, Tim Payne and Virat Kohli, I think, during the Perth test. This is good. They yeah, almost clashed. I think there was a body clash or something, or just short of it, maybe. Yeah. yeah. And then Tim Payne uh, talking yeah. to Virat Kohli and the umpire warning him. It was, I think it was really nothing. That's really, good, that's good. Yeah, it was okay. But sure. in this test match, um, <laughs> I think when um, Rishabh Pant came on to bat, 
uh, was it during the second innings? I believe so. Yeah. No, it was in the second innings. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. when he came over to bat in during the second innings with I think India five down. Yeah. Um. So when he walked in, uh, Tim Payne had a few words of encouragement uh, for uh, Rishabh Pant, reminding him that. Um, Dhoni was to take over his place in the ODI side in the yeah. upcoming series against yeah. Australia and New Zealand, the yes, ODI series yeah. which comes up uh, early next year. And he also reminded him that uh, there would be a spot in the Hobart Hurricanes, the T20 team, That's very generous uh, for, <laughs> for, uh, yeah. for a batsman and Rishabh Pant, knowing that he's an attacker, uh, it would be a nice addition to their side. So he was basically trying to um, um, sell that team to Rishabh Pant. And he even mentioned uh, something on a personal note I, be, uh, note, I believe. So he said, uh, Hobart is a nice town. I can uh, provide you some accommodation over there, some apartment. And maybe if you're good at babysitting, you can, you can look after my kids and uh, me and my wife will go watch a movie. Uh, this and is this nice banter. I love this. So yeah, and it should be at this level. There's nothing personal said. And a point is being made here. Yeah. There's a little bit of a taunt, you know, that your place is under threat in the ODI team. Look, this is wonderful. This is what I would like to see. Yeah, and then and then you know what happened in the same over. I think th- two or three balls later, Rishabh tried to uh, hit him over the top of long off, and he almost hold out. So it almost worked on Rishabh Pant. So he well, was. Uh, this is a classic thing: an Australian wicketkeeper bantering with uh, the opposition batsman. And by the way, every keeper talks. Mm. And this is, I think, a description, job description. You have mm. to talk. At the end of the day, I have played uh, while well, while playing in our uh, Netherlands leagues. I have seen my keeper being asked to shut up. I have had to ask keepers to kindly keep quiet, you know, sort of things. But also, uh, you know, Healy was the past master at this. He used to be able to uh, have a chat with uh, Boone or Waugh, you know, Mark Waugh or Steve Waugh or Mark Taylor, anybody who's at slip or short uh, mid-wicket or silly mid-on, they used to talk about the... So there's this very famous anecdote in the 80s, late 80s, if I'm not wrong, in the 89 Ashes or something like this, when um, Mike Gatting was quite rampant and they had to find a way to shut him up. So there is this, uh, I think it might even be early 90s because Vaughan was bowling. Mm. And then Vaughan, uh, I think the story goes like this. It, it's sort of paraphrased. So um, Healy tells Vaughan, my, my getting is also, you know, let's say he's a very substantial person, substantially built person. <laughs> so the joke goes, um, uh, Healy shouts to Vaughan, let me put a Mars bar on the good length. And then this guy is tempted to go after it. And he may give us his wicket. To which Gatting replies, you know, you have Boone at short. Silly. Short he leg. might beat me up to it. He might beat me to it. This is the story. So, this is fantastic. So, I mean, uh, this has to be there. This is a part of the game. And it's mm. very much a part of the Australian game. So, mm. it's very, this is very culturally how they play the cricket. Do you know this conversation between uh, Shane Vaughan and uh, Edo Brandis? Do you, do you oh remember that God. guy? Yes. Do you remember that? <laughs> the biscuit conversation. <laughs> I think we should leave it out of it, but that's <laughs> no, excellent. That's excellent. No, th- but that that's was, I think, on more on the uh, personal side. So we shouldn't have that. That's was that McGrath? It's okay. It's the give me a biscuit and a glass of milk. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, that's so McGrath. That was more personal, I think. We don't have that such uh, banter. Uh, McGrath has a history of talking uh, personally to batsmen and their, let's say, proclivities okay. and habits. So there, there's another side of to the story now because uh, Australia came back to bat. Yeah. Uh, during the second innings and when Tim Payne walked in I think Rishabh Pant was waiting yeah yeah, he was waiting uh, for his moment and when Tim Payne arrived um, <laughs> um, he he didn't actually talk to Tim Payne uh, directly he talked to one of the fielders Mayank Agarwal I think he was uh, fielding at short, short po- silly point or short leg one of those places cool, cool. 
uh, he told Mayank Agrawal, uh, um, he actually tried to explain the definition of a temporary captain. Indeed. Yeah, That's so he, he just told Mayank Agrawal, hey, Mayank, do you know what is the meaning of a temporary captain? Here we have one who is playing amongst us. Look, there is no such thing as a temporary captain. But that's it's it's. I'm I'm happy to see this is a cerebral sort of a comeback. Yeah. Nothing, uh, nothing below the waist or nothing about his ancestry or nothing his, like Monkey Gate, for example. Any of those silly no. things. So I like this, and well, it's fine. You know, I'm sure everybody around Tim Payne uh, is not pointing that to him. Yeah. That he's keeping the seat warm until either Steve Smith comes back or whatever. But look, there is no such thing as a temporary captain. If you've led your side through one match, you are a captain of the side. You're an ex-captain later. Yeah. There is no such thing as a temporary captain, but that's good. Okay. But what I like, you're right, that they adopted the right approach. Maybe there was some, uh, maybe the umpire tried to admonish them, but that's something we might not take into consideration in this conversation. Yeah. But I think Sunil Gavaskar fought back, you said earlier. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Sunil Gavaskar said it's 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 okay as long as uh, they keep it civil. That This right? is how it should be. And use no uh, unparliamentary words and... Nothing about your background or character of your family. But I think they have, nobody has crossed the line yet. That's the whole point. I mean, look, the imaginary line that the Aussies draw for themselves. Lines would have been crossed. But which as keeps, long as yeah. when fast bowlers are bowling, these things happen. I've been told a few nice things by fast bowlers in the Netherlands leagues that happen. So you leave it. Because at the end they asked me, would, they, would I want a whiskey or a beer? So hmm. that's all it was. So that's how it should be. So that, that's very nice. These stories uh, keep the cricket very realistic. And that's how it should be. Yeah. And, um, okay, the last point I would like to make here is Kerry O'Keefe and his very nice well, comment. Yeah, another, I mean, this is again something we shouldn't be talking about because it takes the highlight, it yeah, takes the uh, spotlight away from the game uh, yes, because yes, we've yes. had such a nice test series, very hard fought, good Indeed. spirit everywhere. Uh, but I think a commentator says a few things which are... Which are the railway on, you know? canteen. Yeah. They're in the railway canteen club or some such thing. You know? So A 300 is a 300 and if you score it, on your backyard. A 300 is worth a 300. Yeah, and we are talking about Mayank Agarwal here. Indeed. Who has a triple century on his name. That's the, the point. First class cricket, That's the so. point. So, he, this guy says it's Jalandar Railway Canteen Club or whatever. So, look, and I like Ravi Shastri's comeback. He says, when you open a cafe, let him come smell the coffee there or whatever. And he's going to decide which one is better, right? So. Some such. And of course, there's also this, uh, I think he ended up saying one more thing, who would name their kid Chateshwar Jadeja because those were tough names for him, but that's okay. But do you know how his name is spelled? His yeah. last name? Kerry O'Keefe. Yeah. O'Keefe. Yeah. It's uh, O apostrophe K double E double F E. Oh, you, would you expect double F there? No, that's a single F. But okay. No, no. Is it interesting? No, it is story? double F. Maybe he went to one of those Indian uh, numerologists. <laughs> it's highly possible. Yeah. But at the end of the day, that's an Irish name, and they have a few. No, but uh, you cannot comment on those things, right? I mean, you you can't pronounce a name properly. That's that's not your. That's not. Call him C Pujara if you want. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, in But so that's okay. I mean, look, they all. But he has apologized, by the way. He has apologized Not for the his one. the Mayank Agarwal thing. Of course he would. Uh, and the, his co-commentators, uh, I think they they also spoke to him about it. So I think. Uh, look, there are lines even commentators have, right? You remember what happened with Dean Jones when he called Amla something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not good. And he almost nearly lost his commenting career, commentating career, right? Yeah. So uh, that's okay. I mean, but look, I always believe Australia uses their media as one of the, let's say, modes of attack. Yeah, mind, mind games, mind games. Right. That's, that's good, that's good. That's not a problem. All right, that was a good um, wrap about... So where but do you the, see the series going? No, just wait, just wait. So I I still think it's 
85% India winning and 15% of any other result, be it an Australian win or a draw. So this is the test number three. This is test number three. What this, about this the, match? Yeah. Let's say India wins. It goes to plan. Yeah? India wins. What do you see happening on SCG, whether Ashwin and Jadaya should play together, do you think? This is mm-hmm. one change that has to happen. Yeah, SCG is traditionally a spinner's track. So it, Unless it it's not rained. Unless, Unless it has rained a lot. Then if it has, it will hold together better, they say. But go on. Yeah, go but um, Ashwin has to be fit. fit. Really if, it isn't, if he isn't fit and wants to uh, play two spinners, then Kuldeep Yadav has to come in. Agreed. So you said two spinners. Yeah, Kuldeep Yadav and Jadeja. Who, who goes out from the team then? Who would, uh, let's say, Rashid. Oh, it's a very, very difficult question because we have very good fast bowlers, three of them. Yeah. We have Shami, Ishan Sharma and uh, Boomerang. Boom you don't trying. see Boomerang. Come Boomerang, on. I think I would leave out Ishant. Precisely. That would be my thought as well. Because That's he's more of a harsh. hit the deck bowler and then SCG... I don't know if it's uh, if it has a lot, lot it, of problems. It helps, it helps. Because I think Stuart, uh, all these people who played for Australia a while back, just came out of the Sydney cricket ground from there. Same sort of hit the ground or hit the length sort of bowlers. But l- look, for me, it's unfortunate. You can't drop Boomra. He's, yeah, he's taken eight, by the way. And I'm really hoping he gets the other two wickets tomorrow morning quickly mm-hmm. so that he gets to 10-4. He's never had a first-class 10-4 is what I read. Right? He deserves that, this match. And if you look at it, Ishant is the odd man out. Shami brings something more. He's faster He's very than good in second innings and he reverse swings the ball. Old ball. Old exactly. ball, yeah. So he's very good at cleaning up the tail. Precisely. So then what... But you'd have to include Hardik Pandya? And then... Mm, I'm not too sure about that. I just as a third so. seamer, I think Kohli likes the cushion of three seamers. Two spinners and two then seamers. Then he has to leave out Vihari. Exactly. That was the other change I was going yeah. to talk to you. And Mayank will stay, do you think? Mayank will stay. I don't think... Look, the way I look at... Then who's going to open? Who's going to open? Rohit this is, is my, this is my okay. point. Rohit has played well. He has experience playing the new ball. Mm. My team for SCG, even Ashwin is fit, would be the following. Vihari would go out of the team and Ashwin would replace him. Shiro Sharma, Ishan Sharma would go out of the team and uh, Hardik Pandey will replace him. Okay. So you have shortened by your uh, batsman by one but you have got two all-rounders in. You're batting like Pandey and uh, yeah. Ashwin, Ashwin, of course, is yeah? no mug with a bat. No, 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 of course not. So then what you have is... Then you need, look, the way... Uh, do you see Agarwal, Do you see Cheteshwar Pujara opening the batting? That could be the other one. So I, I would say what should happen, what will happen. What okay. should happen, Sharma should open, Rohit Sharma. Okay, the team constitution should be this. What will happen, probably Chet Pujara will be asked to open as a stopgap. Yeah. Of course, Vihari was already a stopgap, right? Yeah. And he has not been able to do much, unfortunately. Will they give another chance to Rahul? Rahul, unfortunately, I think has now fallen behind the pecking order of Agarwal. Given this test match, here and now. So you think Agarwal replaced Rahul and yes. not uh, Murli Vijay? Tomorrow, if... Murli Vijay is on a one-test lease. That's how I look at it. He's okay. a, he's 35 plus and when he's coming back, I think he was lucky he got two tests because I'm a bit harsh here. But at 35 plus, you have to literally play every series by series or match by match. So given that, I expected he will at least hit a 50 or... He, he's very good in second innings, by the way, Vijay. Mm. And so is Rahul. Unfortunately, neither of them clicked. In a matter of eight innings together, they had made 100 runs. That was bad. Yeah. Right? So now in the pecking order, the pecking order of Indian openers in tests, is how, this is how I say it, uh, Prithvi Shah. Yeah. Agarwal. Yeah. Prithvi Shah is the coming man. I don't see any uh, anybody really... So it has to be anyone else other than Prithvi Shah. He's going to be there, but it's it has to be between and Rahul, Mayank Agarwal, and then who else? Who else do we have? I think Rahul... Vijay. So, yeah. So it'll be yeah. Mayank Agarwal, Prithvi Shah, first choice openers. Now that he's out injured in this test match, hmm. it'll be Agarwal with either Che Pujara or uh, okay. Rohit Sharma. Yeah. Okay. So this is what I expect the team composition to be. 
because Kohli likes the three-seamer, uh, let's say, cushion yeah. and two spinners. And by the way, Ashwin's efficiency, in my opinion, always increases when there is a Jadeja at the other end. A person who's keeping the run rate down by yeah. making the batsman play every ball. And then you have this uh, tightened situation and that's when I have felt, I bowl occasionally in the leagues here, but mm. I have felt when there's a bowler on the other end who's trying to keep the ball uh, in a same place on a mm. kerchief as they say and keep you playing in the same area, yeah. they tend to attack the other side, which is me or in this case it would be Ashwin in the real world there, out there. And then Ashwin will become more effective. Yeah. Even on SCG pitches. This is my personal opinion. They, they hunt in pairs. They hunt in pairs. Exactly. Well done. So, this is sort of... Uh, so, w- w- what's going to happen in SCG then? I would w- say... What's your prediction? For this one first, intervenes. for, for uh, the one at... Uh, I agree with you about the first one. Uh, the, now, test number three, yes. India should take it. Even a good half an hour is all we need. Hmm. India needs. And the second one, I would say... I would back India to take the series 3-1. Going hmm. into this series, I think they were afraid... If Australia won 4 0, India would forfeit their world number one position in tests. Now, now that's done. far that's out of invincible it. Now. They will not only retain the World Gavaskar Trophy, they'll win it outright. They'll not just retain it, they'll win it. This is my prediction. Mm-hmm. SCG is also known sometimes to keep a bit low and slow on second and third days. If Australia win the toss and bat, they may bat India out of the game altogether. In that case, it may change. So, if uh, Australia win the toss and let's say all, all whatever we discovered does not go through well or we talked earlier, then Australia may be forced to reinvent, uh, India may be forced to reinvent, but I have the belief they have enough depth to save the test, take the series to all. So, I'm backing India to win the World Cup Trophy from here. Mm-hmm. This is my prediction. Okay. What about you? Last test? Um, um, it's going to be tough, I think. It's, it's going to be tough. Uh, I would like to see India win. 3-1 but I think there is a chance that it can be a draw if it's a draw it's good as long as India take the test I'm happy to I know it. but I know we are all biased in of favour course. of India but um, so I mean I think it's, it's going to be very nice it's, it's been a very hard fought series so looking forward to how it pans out in the new year after this one of course so alright yeah that's good alright um, now yeah. let's go to the other uh, cricket that's happening around the world I think we spent a bit more time on the India series but that's meant to be it's good so, um, now... Do, do you know that something happened in the last half an hour when we were talking? No. Sri Lanka were bowled out. Oh, God. So they lost four In just three overs. Was Within three overs. Was it Trent Bolt again? I, I'm just having a look at the scorecard. Let me see. Uh, I oh. think the last three wickets were between, I think, Wagner and uh, Trent Bolt. That guy is good. He's, he brings so Wagner is, has a 4-4 four four and Trent Bolt has 3-4. Perfect. So, you know what? Let's go to this one because you brought this up. My plan was to discuss... I couldn't resist because uh, they just finished it up now and then... Uh, done well. Yeah. This so. is good. This is great. So, effectively, now we are going to talk like this. New Zealand took the test series 1-0, two mm. test series. First test was excellent. Excellent test of character from Sri Lankan team. Yeah. They came back very well. Unfortunately, the second test, the bowling uh, order of New Zealand proved to be too strong, let's say. Right? So, if I were to look at the scorecards... So, indeed, in the next morning, they're just being bowled out. Uh, and what I see bothers me here is that Angelo Matthews did not come out to bat. Yeah, he's I think he's, yeah. Uh, so, he has been sent for another round of scans for his hamstring. That's a pity. This guy is always breaking down everywhere. He's think, just like one of those French cars. Nah, it's unfortunate. I agree. He should be more German. But, uh, you know, at least when it comes to cars. But, um, look, um, 
I think they used him as a stopgap seamer because he bowls this one twenty kilometers. I think that's the problem. Swinging. Yeah, that could be an issue. We saw him bowl. He was bowling well, no, but what but I remember, I think, yeah. he used to suffer back and side spasms when he used to okay. bowl more. But this is hamstring. This it is something hamstring. It's a recurring thing. It's a very. Is it, is it because of the push-ups he did uh, when he scored that uh, century? <laughs> I hope you don't use any hamstrings while doing push-ups. Or hamstrings, but. He I'm might a poor not chap. Have really poor chap. He's a very talented guy, but of we would course. like to see him play uh, a lot I mean, more. But look, I'm one of the real world class players left in that team. It's mm-hmm. it's been depleted since with retirements and other things Sangha going and on. Sangha and Mahila, yeah. But and Murlidharan, of course. But look, um, they still have a legacy that they need to be very mm-hmm. careful here. They lost a three nil, three nil to England. Given that they are always so strong at home. Mm. It was more or less the same lineup that beat Australia three. But I think uh, England had a very strong team. They played well. We yeah. should not take anything away from England, yeah. but this is very unfortunate. Well, that uh, Mohin Ali, you know, Mohin Ali is their pre- pre- premier spinner now. Well, he would always call himself the second. He likes no, but you look at his record now. It's it's he's now become a bowling uh, all rounder. He's he's always been that, but then he's become more effective. That's good. That's good. He's just like Nathan Lyon, for example. Maturity. Yeah. I think uh, spinners come into their own in their early thirties or late twenties. You know, isn't he in his early thirties? Yeah. Uh, but coming back to Sri Lanka, of course, uh, they, they did play well. Huh? So Chandimal had a fifty. Also, Mendes Kusal Mendes. I think that was that was a turning point for me. Yeah. Mendes's dismissal. Yeah. It was a brain pain. Was it? Oh. Yes, it was a fantastic catch. So what happened is this. This is where I would like to talk a little bit about Wagner's utility in this team. When you go to a place like a subcontinent, let's yeah. take that. This is a guy who will bowl short, in you know, non-stop at you. He he has two bounces an over, but four balls an over will be at your body. I like that attitude, and he barks a lot. He talks a lot between balls. Very aggressive. He's a pit bull. He's a pit, He's a pit bull, bull of bull. the team. Yeah. I really love that because look what. So this is what he did. I remember that uh, two hours or something leading into Mendes's um, mm. dismissal, he kept bowling short at him, pushing him back all the time, and he kept this on a constant barrage sort of a way. And then finally, when the first ball that was even near length, Mendes so lashed really out. Short. It was his it really was his really short. And by the way, that catch was taken by Matt Henry. You wouldn't believe it if I were to tell you this guy is a fast bowler. Yeah, I know. It yeah. was a fantastic catch. It was, it was as good as by any slip fielder anywhere. Mm-hmm. And, well, Saudi is one of the slip fielders as well. That guy is excellent in the slips. He already took at least two really good catches this test match. Saudi fields in the slips? Yes, he Doesn't does. he get a respite for bowling uh, so many overs? He likes it apparently. So, the some hell? people like to switch off between overs, right? Fastball especially. Mm-hmm. This guy wants to be in the slips. Because his hands are so big. Yeah, bucket and, bucket and his yeah. skill is so good. One of the catches he took was like, you could compare it to ponting, diving across... Taking anything mm. from the second mm. part, Ravid or any mm. of those greats, you know, slip greats. It was as good as all that. So, uh, but this victory, you know, it was set on the back of the the the, the twin centuries by uh, Latham and then very contrasting, I'll yeah. say. So Latham took five seventy four minutes and three seventy balls to score as one seventy six. And this was in the second innings. Exactly, this is the third innings of the game and the yeah. second innings. So they already had a handy lead, right? They had a seventy run lead almost. But then what I like is. They ground Sri Lanka down. They did not care about declaring too early. They took it to the last day and they took it, uh, well, they took it into the fourth and the fifth day. It was mm-hmm. only the third day, of course. Mm-hmm. So they had a lot of time and they took it. And they made sure Sri Lankan bowlers bowled in excess of 150 overs in yeah. the third innings. And of course, Tom Latham, 370 balls for his 176. Strike rate of less than 50. This is fantastic. This is classic test cricket. I, I really liked what he did also in the first test. Hmm. If you remember, he scored a big double hundred, yeah. 265. Yes. It was excellent. He carried his bat in spite of scoring 265. That's like fantastic. 
And is he like Graham Smith? No. With only two or three shots? Uh, yes. Yeah. You could say, I think he cut his Graham down to become that. I okay. think he's an attacker. He's, he's, more, he's more effective. Okay. So he's decided to bring his game in focus by only playing the shots that are safest for mm-hmm. him. Graham Smith is a class apart, by the way. Yeah. If you can do this over 120 tests, 110 tests, that's when you're Graham Smith. And remember this. They used to always say, at least South African commentators used to say, you can Bruce, build a house yeah. on Graham Smith yeah. on the fourth innings. On the fourth innings? Yes. That's his, his mental, uh, let's say, fortitude used to come through okay. until he broke his hand a couple of times or something like this. But, he's, but yeah, he was very strong mentally. He was very strong. Mentally very strong. He destroyed, uh, I think, three England captains, one after the other. Every yeah. time South Africa told an uh, uh, England captain designed or something. <laughs> so it's crazy. But uh, yes, this guy could become the next Graham Smith. He has it in him. Limited in also his future captain. Next Alistair Cook. Let's not leave Also this. future captain? Yes. But I, I don't know how old he is. Nah, he's, so he's, he's a few years junior to Kim, Kane Williamson, if I'm not wrong. He still has... I think at some point of time, Kane Williamson is going to tire. He's going to tire. He may just be the senior statesman. You know, exactly. just like what Ross Taylor is now. Yeah. Just walk out. Be that, that guy is a real genius. Though. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, I would like to point you out to that awesome article Osman Samayuddin wrote mm. about... On the decisive test in Abu Dhabi, if I'm not wrong, and how Ken Williamson on the fourth day took charge and took New Zealand to a point where they were going to either win the test or it would be a draw. His team would not mm. have to worry facing defeat. This mm. guy won single-handedly, played such a great in- innings on a turning pitch, on a cracking Asian pitch against Yasir Shah, who was in his palm, who had already taken almost 10 wickets in that match. Mm. And then uh, Osman Samuddin says he made it look like an inevitability. This is fantastic. And yeah. that guy is genius. Nobody, I think the most underrated genius. You expect genius. Kane William to score a century in those conditions, the, given the situation. The way he began, he says, mm. you could see it will end in 100. It will mm. not end in 30 or 40. You know? mm. Mm. And out of those four people, I think Kohli is streets ahead still in terms of his practice. Natural ability as well. And most all-round batsman is Kohli probably. Yeah. The best test batsman is uh, Steven Smith. He's still, in my opinion, one leg above Kohli in tests. Mm-hmm. Yes, Steven Smith, I think, yeah. We'll see what he does once he why, comes why, back. Why do you say so? What's the main reason? Well, what's, what is the differentiating factor? Uh, he's a bit more, uh, let's say he's a bit more unpredictable because his technique is a bit... So they can't execute off. their plans, the bowlers. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Cole is very traditional then, right? Mm. Steven Smith is not. He touches, I don't know, 70 yeah, parts of his body. Yeah, he's always yes. fidgety. Yeah, yeah. But also, because of the way he plays, his stance. Mm. Yeah. That is different. You have to work that through into your plan as well. And he has... Different scoring areas compared to Kohli. Kohli's are traditional scoring areas. And he has a high back lift, right? So he has a very high back lift. Yeah, but really for me, it's this, what is in his head, I think. He's stronger mentally at this point in time in his career in tests than Kohli. Let's see what happens when he, when he comes back. Exactly. I'll, I'll Whether he's broken... Uh, no, yeah, I, I hope not. broken. Because it will be a loss to a test cricket. No, no, no. Look, he didn't average 60 from nothing. He was a number 8 that started bowling spin, if you remember. Yeah, yeah. And now he's averaging 60 plus in tests. For me, he's a better test match bowler, batsman. Joe Root is number three and then comes Kane Williamson. This is how the world trades. This may have to be revised simply because of the genius of that guy, Kane Williamson. This is the whole point I was trying to make because Kohli is the best all-round Do you think he's better than Martin Crowe? Yes. Kane Williamson? Yes. He was, the be- he was their best, right? Martin Crowe was yes, their best yes, ever. Yes, yeah. for sure. And uh, for me, I mean, I would even dare if I were to offend any Kiwi by saying this, Ross Taylor is going to be better than... Martin Crowe, not just in numbers, but also in terms of results by the time he ends his career. Mm. But uh, Kane Williamson will be one street ahead of Ross Taylor. Mm. This guy is a certified world class, according to me. Mm-hmm. And with their new ball bowling attack, I think uh, Tim Saudi and uh, Trent Bolt are probably the best new ball bowling attack. Even yeah. better than 
uh, Anderson and Broad yeah. in their own conditions. I would say, I, would, I mean, if, I don't know what is the world, uh, this, the world body's planning when it comes to touring, but uh, if the future tours program were to ever allow New Zealand to play in England mm. early, earlier in the year, earlier May, June, you know, this mm. would be a mouth-watering test series. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Or vice versa, England were to play in New Zealand. I have to point out a few things in this game though, uh, in yeah. this match. Um, so, uh, this Sri Lanka had a mammoth a super mammoth total of 660, a target. Nominal, chase. It was, nominal. Uh, but not often to be chased. Yeah. So, yeah. it was never going to happen anyway. Yeah. So, all they could yeah. do was, they had to bet out the five days and then see if they could they muster to something out of it. Literally. Yeah, yeah, basically. It's yeah, it's, it's going to be very tough. Yeah. Against swinging ball and all these conditions. Um, I think there, w- there was also a differentiating factor between Sri Lanka and New Zealand in the first innings. Uh, Team Saudi uh, scored a quick fire 50. 68 or Yeah, 50, yes, 60 yes. odd. Yeah, and it was yeah. more like a T20 innings and then I think that really set set things up very nicely for uh, New Zealand otherwise they were looking down the barrel they had lost so many wickets yes. and we were watching this live you remember yes, they you. lost uh, all those initial wickets like a pack of cards I think Taylor was the only one who could offer some resistance and then Watling, until Watling yeah. Watling and, Taylor, Watling yes. and uh, Saudi they propelled their innings I think if if you took out their scores I think they would be 100 runs short and they would be no, Sri Lanka no, would have an upper hand uh, um, but then um, spare his thought for uh, Suranga Lakmal he bowled beautifully yeah. he had a Pfeiffer <laughs> in the first innings yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so it was very good um, and I, I just noticed that um, because of his all-round performance uh, Team Saudi was named man of the match that's good that's great so because he had a good 50 uh, in the first innings and then he took um, two wickets in the second innings and how many wickets did he take in Three. the first innings so five, so wickets. five yeah. wickets and a 50 that's so it. they had twin centurions but they still uh, uh, chose, I'm, a, yeah. I'm always in favor of bowlers to see bowlers being awarded man of the best. Especially fast bowlers. Of course. So, yeah. as things stand, I mean, look, you're absolutely right. If Tim Saudi would not have, even if Tim Saudi had scored a 20 there mm. and New Zealand would have ended up with 120, uh, I don't think um, New Zealand would have been able to bowl Sri Shil- Lanka out for 104. Of course, that was bold magic, like six uh, wickets under... 15 balls in under 15 balls and 4 runs conceded that was pure magic it was good it was not great it was a, as you call a brain trade or, or a panic in the dressing room yeah I think they were not equipped uh, to play that they didn't they were not equipped mentally I think they were they, there they were there I think it was just um, brain fade that happened over 15 minutes you know they say there's a test match truism I, right yeah it happens to a, a bunch of players not one or two that's, no 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 uh, that's, that's called a brain fade so you know in test match there's this truism that you can lose uh Test match in a session, you can never win it in a mm. session. That is a typical example how they lost the test match in a session. And in this case, the series, unfortunately. But yeah, that was a very good... Uh, I think the, if I were to just visit the first match a little bit, um, I think Angelo Matthews and uh, Mendes had done this exact same thing in the first test match. Yeah. He had blocked... I think uh, Mendes' dismissal in the second test match might have been the turning point. Otherwise, him and Chendimal looked like they had booked in for bed and breakfast, as they say, or yeah. as Mr. Barker <laughs> would say. And <laughs> who who says w- that? Boycott. Boycott. <laughs> he says, book, book in, book in uh, for bed and then breakfast tomorrow. I'm not going anywhere. So, yeah. you know, that's very good. Unfortunate that, uh, you know. Chandimal, Chandimal played 228 deliveries for his 56 runs. He was not able to score. He's a counter-attacker. He's a free scorer. But he, he had his natural game. Yes, yes. They deserved the kudos. If only they had survived that uh, one, you know, if that catch would have been dropped by Matt Henry or any such thing, I think they would be still batting Sri Lanka. Now I'm disappointed to hear they're wrapped up within five hours this three morning. Hours. Three, three hours. Five hours. Third over, they were gone. 
that's unfortunate so but uh, that means i think let's say to, uh, to wrap up the series i think new zealand are the deserved winners they have been the front runners so the series is done right so yes it's a two test match series and they i think they deserve to win this i think new zealand are on the up you saw they beat pakistan at home abuda mm-hmm. in the uae and now they are winning at home at their own home this is fantastic and um, yeah i'm hoping india gets to tour a bit more of new zealand i think they don't do enough for test matches yeah, new zealand i think they should go there they playing when was the last series. time when was the last time india toured uh, new zealand i remember you know the I one i remember is from 2003 i think ah, just before, before the world, world cup yeah no no that was way back when i think they have gone at least twice after that if you remember i were talking earlier about brendan mcclums 100 the triple 100 oh yeah 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 of course yeah but they have done one more tour after that but i would like to see you know the indian team also challenge themselves a bit more maybe next in the next ftp maybe in 2020 when they're going maybe 2020 early or 2019 late maybe they they should go to new zealand that would be fantastic yeah, should go to south africa boxing test match over there i i think there are some uh, financial considerations on why there's not money are, coming back yeah <laughs> but <laughs> it would be good for their cricket though i mean nah, they can also learn how to play against swimming ball somebody like rishabh pant if you are uh, the world number one team and if you have the kind of clout india and indian cricket board carries these days it would behoove them to sort of go play in new zealand and show that they are also bosses in those conditions yeah you're number one why wouldn't you want to change it yourself in the best conditions yeah, this is worst conditions yeah, yeah we need to park it okay right side, because this is a longer discussion yeah. now the third series that are ongoing right now is pakistan versus uh, south africa yeah. i would like to tell you i support pakistan team and india's not team that is my second favorite asian team let's say mm-hmm. it's a pity that uh, they lost the test match uh, i thought the test match was set up more or less well towards the end of the first set of innings mm-hmm. so i think uh, it was good the way pakistan bowled and they challenged um, south africa really in a very strong way even though they scored only 181 in the first innings mm-hmm. they were able to keep south africa down to 223 this is not something that ballooned out to 300 or 400 that you know they were able to manage a lead of 40 40s right right yeah it's unfortunate the way their second innings unfolded i think shan masood played well and imam ul haq they set up the let's say they were 2 uh, for 101 that's a reasonable comeback you 60 for 1 effectively yeah 60 for 1 or 55 for 1 from there you would have expected the more experienced trio of azhar ali asad shafiq and safraz but you saw how azhar ali was uh, uh, dismissed no i didn't it was the most horrible shot what happened was, what happened he was trying to pull a ball which uh-huh. was way outside off stump and then he got i think he got it on the splice or he didn't it make a connection yeah good god it was not a good shot i mean it is was, Duane oliver i see oliver yeah and he was quite quick huh? he, he he rushes you in exactly. it he, he, he just kicks off the surface i don't think he expected him to uh, bowl that quick or so the ball caught, came yeah he, he was he was he, he, he didn't make good contact and he was caught in at mid on it was a good it. catch by rabada but i remember i remember uh, him getting dismissed that could very well be the turning point yeah because it was a very stupid shot i have to admit it he had to let that go because he was outside of centurion you have to expect the ball to be quick off the pitch it's centurion it's not uh, good on alive somebody not, of his uh, pedigree i would expect him to let that ball go you know leave leaving balls initially you don't have to feel every ball on your bat i think he's under a bit of fire on from his own teammates because look in the first innings he scored 36 of 69 mm. he took 100 minutes over it you know asar ali for me plays the same role as che pujara does very essential i think you should absorb the pressure your number 3 and or number 4 you know it's fine not every number 4 can be a tendulkar or javed mehandad or whomever right mm. or don rada so mm. it's okay that you take your time and you absorb the pressure in this team his role as a sponge who can absorb pressure is more valued for me mm. than as a person who scores or agenda setter 
you know i would leave that to the asad shafiqs or the babar azams who are following him and if you really need to do something i would i would still back this guy shan masood i know he's been given quite a few runs in the team but i would back him anyway coming back here but he played well during second innings he played well yeah. you know nobody supported him you know a bunch of 30s there a 30 from azhar ali a 30 from asad shafiq and a bunch of 20s or 30s from babar azam and sarfraz ahmed and the target would have been 250 yes exactly that is exactly what <laughs> and this was a low scoring game i think nobody scored more than 200 runs or is that no i think south africa scored 223 in their first yes. innings but the, this was a low scoring game exactly that another 100 runs that's this is where we i think missed the bus you know you have to understand this is not going to be nobody is going to score 300 or 400 on this pitch even if you are to give a 200 run target the way mohammad amir and shahin shah afridi opened on the last day's morning fantastic the first half an hour i couldn't take my eyes off the cricket or i couldn't take my ears off the commentary i was listening it on radio it was so good and and i think they made a couple of mistakes there i think amla was dropped by fakhar zaman mm. that could have been very costly and unfortunately that decision of azhar ali's catch got overturned i think that was a bit harsh from them because for yeah. me a combination of these two would have made it 30 for 3 Yeah. Chasing 150 with Amir and Shahin Shah breathing down your neck and yeah. Whose catch was it? Who's, was it uh, uh, Elgar or was it Amla? The catch that was dropped by uh, or considered dropped. Yeah. Or ruled dropped ruled by the third umpire. Was Elgar? Elgar, okay. Now, Amla was dropped separately by Karzama. Okay. These two were and that was a tough catch. But and and both of them time. played uh, mid 50s. So. And there, that 100 plus run partnership killed the match. I was so hopeful that they Pakistan are going to Now I don't understand this I mean we have to talk about this because it was an on-field decision a soft signal was out Agreed. and they couldn't find enough evidence to overturn the decision yet look, the third umpire ruled it not out how how can this be That was weird because look it can happen sometimes that uh, when you are taking the catch especially when if your fingers are splitting apart a part of the ball may touch the ground hmm. In this case I don't think it touched the ground it touched the grass So what is the ground really? Is it the grass? Is it the ground? The hard ground? What is the ground? So in this case, I would think, given that he could clearly see his fingers were underneath the ball, even mm. though a part of the ball may have touched the ground, it was not like he was not in control of the ball. Mm. Because his fingers split apart, part of the ball touched the ground. That was a bit harsh on them. I would have continued to have ruled that out. Yeah, because. it really hurts the the bowling team i think you have to favor the bowler in this case nah, i mean look it's it's still a batsman's game for a reason because 10 good balls can be bowled in any 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 stretch of time i agree on all that but given that how important this this particular decision could have proved it could have been a match winning yeah so anyway what about this um i heard that uh, <laughs> coach of uh, pakistan so uh, gave them a dressing down an australian pakistan australian south african at this point australian south african yes 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 he's an australian oh, coach of pakistan Reed, Reed, yes yeah. which is local for all practical purposes so he seemed to have uh, given uh, proper dressing down to the pakistani middle order i think that's well deserved you say um i think the senior players like we said uh, they should have done better i would park pa- babar azam out of it because i think he did well in the first test Asad Shafiq, Asad Shafiq, and Sarfraz Ahmed. In my, I opinion. think Sarfraz Ahmed has to own up. Yeah, he didn't yeah. do a good job as a captain. No, no, he, no. I think he was under a lot of pressure because uh, they had a horrible series in UAE. Uh, so they lost a series against New Zealand of all countries. I mean, yes. they, they they didn't expect New Zealand to win, and then they did it. So New Zealand were not played a test. <clears> and nine, I think Sarfraz Ahmed even mentioned in one of his interviews uh, that uh, he is willing to stand down if the team requires him to. Who who, who is the alternative? I don't. Other than giving it back to Azhar Ali, 
who oh. didn't want it in the first place yeah of course and i think he was a bit miffed there is a bit of uh, other things going on i think he was a bit miffed that they took the one day captaincy away from him that's a different story yeah Asad Shafiq, I don't know if you need a cool head. You need uh, some guy with mm. good stuff between his ears. No, I think Az Azharli is that guy. Unfortunately, I think his chances come and gone. I don't know how much. Is, is it another case of Yunus Khan? Oh God, Yunus Khan, let's not go there. No, okay. He, so. He's 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 too much history, and he's a proper Pathan, proper okay. red-blooded Pathan. So okay. that'll take an episode all, all by itself. That's a good point. We should talk about this someday. When yeah. there's no yeah. Test match cricket going on, Yunus Khan is something I would love to talk about. He's 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 a very fascinating character. a good reflection of what that part of the world is all about we'll go into it a little okay, another, day. another day okay so coming back for to me, uh, azhar ali yeah i think maybe azhar ali's chances come and gone unfortunately should they give a chance to babar babar azam he's too early he's too early same with shan masood so uh, i don't see any viable alternatives unless ashish shafiq has done any captaincy in his career so far i've not followed it hmm. maybe then he can still be asked but my my claim is his position in the team is a bit shaky at this point Yeah. For somebody who's played sixty-five tests, he's not able to hold up the no. sort of numbers or the mm. critical innings. Okay, let, let me let me ask you my question in this way. I mean, I, 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 uh, does Pakistan as a team, uh, you know, as a captain, do they need a strategist or a tactician, or do they need somebody like a fatherly figure, like we had Inzam Amul Haq, uh, or uh, who was the other guy? Imran Khan. Imran Khan, right, yeah. Right approach. Yeah, Amr Look. Imran Khan or Wasim Akram, the, the senior guys. is it is it is it more like a, how do you say expectation from the younger crop of players who expect a senior guy to be the captain so even if you have a captain who is a younger guy will a senior player uh, follow his uh, strategy and all these things so i think or uh, does yeah. ego come in between come uh, in between there good question long one but i think you've summarized it well so because for me yes they are now a more professional outfit we have all heard stories of pakistani teams being uh, having a lot of uh, groupism or uh, there being a lot of egos in the dressing teams room. within groups within teams yeah all these things but now they are more professionally drilled down what i like what if anything mickey arthur has brought into the team is a sense of accountability and professionalism mm. so going forward you would expect look what misbah was able to achieve this was a father figure and a strategist to exactly. a limited amount he was still a father figure right he was yeah. uncle yeah to most of the people in the team really i played the 41 or 42 42 yeah, yeah. and he was good enough let's let's not and so as you know he's not a he's just a number exactly he proved yeah. it yeah. so look you require another misbah luck at this stage nobody else can no save means. the team right now because for me that sort of calmness mm. i don't care if there is another misbah like guy who's 35 they should bring him in you said they should bring him into this team it it's a it's a left field call it's not a traditional call it's something you're doing out of the blue but they have they have had such success stories mm. and misbah ul haq himself was brought back into the team to as a stabilizing influence right and he was 34 when he made his way does back to matter, the test team does not matter and they are strong people out there they don't care age is as you said a number for them so mm. do you have anybody who has 7 8 years of captaincy now captaincy experience can you bring this guy back otherwise i don't see any viable alternatives in this team mm. right fakar zaman can be the captain but i don't know if he has any again fakar zaman babar azam and shan masood are three people who are up and coming mm. i think they still need a couple of years i would say give Especially them at least babar. two more series babar azam could be the captain after two more series if he has any captain's experience but i think uh, shan masood has this he's 29 i think he has this age also on his side and he has enough experience being in and out of the team he's played county cricket he's played this that he could be an option right so mm. a few things you could think of but for me really you need 
a father figure somebody yeah. who's sort of it, authoritative it is, yeah somebody who can uh, who can lead by example but is wise enough in age that he sort of parks ego on the side with their ear and then uh, pull him aside and then have a word i don't see it happening i think there's a lot of calls for mickey arthur getting uh, fired sacked yes really yes yes That of course be sad, i think i listen to a few pakistani cricket analyst shows so one is caught behind it's uh, the game on hai that is done outside of the studios by the same people rashid latif and the nomanias they are the people who do it and they do it in a oh, he, he's the video. doctor guy yes the, the doctor nomanias he's okay. he's very knowledgeable he's very good and uh, he has a very strong opinion about pakistani cricket i think he's the right sort of person he's very there passionate about it and yeah. they hold a caught behind it's a 20 minute uh, you know 17 18 minute thing that's on youtube right now caught behind it's nice in that they're already calling for his head Uh, but i would say if possible can you give mickey arthur 6 more months so i think his tenure ends at the end of world cup like many coaches uh, can you give him 6 more months uh, more importantly first of all can you stop yourself from firing him already at the end of the south africa series yeah, you shouldn't even talk about it i that's that's my opinion that mm-hmm. don't touch the setup until the world cup if at all give him a 6 month extension because you don't have another father figure in that dressing room Safras is keeping the bench warm because he himself has to pick himself up. Look, this might be a lease of life for Safras because there's nobody else there. Mm. Safras, I believe, can be the father figure. He has the nose. He, he has a designated survivor. He could be the designated survivor. But I don't care. I don't care. But mm. either he picks his game up. Otherwise, I don't know of many keepers now. I, I, I don't want to say this, but I would like to draw a comparison uh, uh, between uh, Safras now. Sarfraz Ahmed mm-hmm. I think Sarfraz Ahmed was yeah. from the 70s yeah. yes Sarfraz Ahmed and Tim Payne yes look Tim Payne is a much more uh, stable character and i yeah. think his glove is more pure for me yes okay and he has look he was always recognized as not a great batsman he was not a gilchrist batsman in gilchrist mold he was not mm. he was an adequate test okay. match keeper because his glove work was excellent yeah and of course he had enough captain's experience right he was right there okay because he had a okay he has experience prior uh, he was so the story goes by the way to quickly say uh, tim payne was about to give up cricket one year before he became the captain of the australian team literally Is because so? he did not see a way back for him and he was no spring chicken he is in his 30s if i'm not wrong right yeah, early 30s mid 30s yeah. so uh, yes uh, for me it's a reasonable comparison but i think sarfraz inherited a much more younger and a fresher team let's not forget sarfraz won them the champions trophy yeah i did yeah let's not forget that sarfraz has won a couple of series in uh, at home at uae mm. right and uh, look they've done okay the only thing is in the test matches their results are a bit lacking mm. so i would say uh, for now if possible let sarfraz do the job back him to the core and uh, the the professionalism and the accountability that mickey arthur is trying to install should be allowed to run its course i think misba already started it with uh, mickey arthur mm. i would like this to see through even wakar minister had a wonderful job as a coach second stint i would say mm. i would like them to see it through mm. one one point that we i think missed in all this is we spoke a lot about pakistan we missed two important points from yeah, south africa yeah exactly yeah else time we focus so much focused on pakistan yeah we forgot i, I told you i like the team very yeah. much let's not go there so in this case dale stein's resurgence did you see his spells No, not really. Good not guard. Not, he not, was not. bowling one forty plus. Okay. That style of old, you know the the so rapier. Yes, venom back. Yes, I I really like what I saw. Even if it's short lived, even if it's a six month thing until the end of the World Cup, whatever you call it. Did we see the chainsaw back? Yeah, I don't remember the chainsaw. I don't think I saw every one of his celebrations. Okay. I didn't. I did not see him take a wicket, but I saw some spells that or I heard. Mm. I should say, and I saw he was one forty plus on the TV. 
it is excellent news make the most of him i don't see him making much more than 500 wickets i think in a year and a half or year his body might break down again he's 34 35 yeah he's the greatest south african fast bowler now he's overtaken sean polak which was yeah. no uh, mean feat given yeah. that i think you were saying he's something he's done it done it in less uh, time right of so course. less number of he's an attacking matches. weapon right he's yeah. a wicket taker out and yeah, no i think he was stuck on 400 wickets for about 41 months so that's Holy more God. than 3 years that's what i read on cricket info to be honest yeah, that's quite something so he took 41 so this, 41 months to uh, get 22 wickets i think there was one abortive comeback and this is a good comeback Yeah. I'm really happy because but, but you know something before the series I I saw him play a couple of county games in England because I think he was doing his rehabilitation as well as getting up to speed and when I saw him bowl uh, I don't know which county he played but I saw a couple of his uh, overs and then I I saw him uh, bowl and then he was bowling early 130s yeah he yeah. was not really as fast I think he was just letting his body come back to him is his uh, oh, it's uh, 35 I, he knows his body best look he's i think also a very outdoors person he's a hunter and uh, all yeah. that so but i'm really surprised that he was bowling at one mid 140s again uh, 141 142 it's good enough i look with that guy it's the venom he brings right it's yeah. not the pace even if he's 130 on the speed gun mm. that attacking character and that uh, but intensity it's it's not just it's also about grooming uh, the younger generation of uh, fast bowlers like and duan olivier and also engidi yeah. engidi yes for me that guy has to come into the team at some point in time he has to come into the picture even yeah. engidi yeah. so, so he, he, they need this mentor i think if he yeah. plays alongside them for another one year at least then uh, south africa's bowling attack is going to be yeah this is a good uh, mouth watering yeah prospect. of course yeah. look they both pakistan and south africa apparently grow fast bowlers on trees fast bowlers on trees or whatever but um, south africa have lost a few marshander delanga and uh, all those people who went away with kolpak deals they can't afford to lose any more of those i don't mm-hmm. care about the color of the skin no they need to learn from guys like stein or modern alcohol took an early retirement because of that right another guy walked off i forget his name so um they can't lose any Kyle of huh kailabot exactly yeah. Yeah. so look he just walked away because he couldn't get into the team because of these color politics or whatever you call it i don't care about any of those things look they have their quota system with a vision in mind i would respect that at all costs but these people whoever they are irrespective of their colors need to see stein in action and need to see what he brings to the team even if it's an hour, if it's five tests over a year or six tests over a year uh, if you have to rest him over the yeah. in a three test series even 10 hours per day fine rest him over the third test of the series which the series is decided do that i think fafi plessy has this uh, i think the vision he's clearly apparently i saw an article a while back i don't want to go away too far from the discussion point mm-hmm. that he himself has mapped his own career out and this has been conveyed to the conveyor of selectors fafi He says after 2019 World Cup, I don't know how many tests I'll play. This is only 33, 34, but he's very clear. Uh, he has very this foresight, yeah. right? And he's already sort of let's say anointed somebody who can take over, probably Dean Elgar. But we'll talk about that later. But he's no, I don't see him getting into one day side. No, no, no. As a test match. Okay. So yeah, okay. One, sorry, we're talking about test cricket. In the in the one day uh, one day it will be Queeny, Queeny and the Cock. I think okay. he's he's going to be the next guy. But uh, we'll leave that. So at the end of the day. I think he has that foresight to make sure Stein is used in a very judicious way, given that maybe he has ten tests or twenty tests left in that body to get him to get maximum wickets and get that exposure to as many people in that bowling mm. squad as possible. Huh? I would like to see. I would like to see um, Stein play hundred test matches. 
me too man i would like to see a lot of things with that happen that will be great no, but fast bowlers i think 100 is a bit of a stretch they do they do these days with the kalis played 160 but okay. yeah, but he was not really an out and out fast bowler was all he? right all right but donald didn't yeah you're right probably yeah. you know michel johnson didn't you're right you're right no, those they, they only play like 80 test matches i think That's, max that those great west indian quartet i think they're all 60s averaging 60s 60 number of tests because that's all you have as a good fast bowler right i think that's what i mean just to take it away for a minute i think bumrah may play no more than 35 to 50 tests frankly with all the biomechanics involved in the way he bowls he may not have that longevity mm. that many other bowlers bring let's not go too far away from style stein but the other point i wanted to talk about mm-hmm. is hashim amla yeah he's back mahesh is back in the second innings i was so happy to see that ballet footwork you know Yeah. The, the the old hashim amla the wrists and the foot yeah. where uh, the ball travels to the boundary so effortlessly off his bat i'm really hoping this is a resurgence i don't want him going away it's the same story as time i don't want him going away no i think he's just had a dip he'll be back i it was a 10 test dip 10 12 test dip where he had he was averaging 23 so it started during the indian tour then even before that. even before so the point is this guy was purely running on fumes i really hope he gets a second third fifth i don't care what number of win and i really hope he's able to go another 5 to 8 tests mm. if you remove amla out of that innings out of that uh, lineup i don't see a banker in that lineup there amla is your banker you know dean elgar is gritty yeah what about markram markram is really good but he's not he has not played well this match uh, test match no look i'll bring another he is an opener anyway so i'll bring another point about openers just shortly yeah. but let me finish this point sure, sure. amla needs to grind out another 10 to 12 tests Mm. we need amla or south african needs amla for another mm. 10 to 12 test same as time we need one more person who steps in it could relay rosa has walked out i don't know who is the next uh, coming guy into the middle order the um, bauma bauma is good or don't uh, kaya kaya zondo kaya zondo also good uh, kaya zondo is more of a one day guy i'm not wrong okay i don't know who is the next the tayun is the brown he's a banker he's somebody who can play uh, another banker's role che pujara role mm. for another 10 years down the line the only thing is he needs few more tests that's where amlad comes in where he shows him the his work ethic his thinking process and sort of transfers that working knowledge yeah just you like dravid and pujara had it happens it has to happen yeah. i would say yeah. so i'm the same thing for me for both people stein as well as amla they have this crucial crucial role to perform when it comes to handing over to the next generation the bottom, yeah. that hardcore thinking that they missed when smith walked away there was nobody to learn from him. No, I think it was also a bit unexpected. In nah, he was his body was breaking down. Yeah. So you're right. That's unfortunate. But for me, that that grudging, the grudging over my dead body attitude that Smith brought into that team, he literally dragged them by holding them by the collar. As far as yeah. let's not go. forget, he became captain of the team when he was 21. Yeah. He ended a few careers. I think yeah. Kalinan's career was ushered out, and Klusner, Klusner was never allowed to play. But look, that happens in professional sport. Close, closeness legacy is sealed, so is Kalinan's, I would say. But anyway, um, at this point in time, if we were to wrap up the series, mm. where do you see the series going? So it's a three-test match series. And where is the next match at? Now this one was Centurion? Centurion, I think they're going to Bloemfontein, if I'm not wrong. Bloemfontein, that's uh, Sean Pollock's ground, right? Yes. The, Donald, the, Donald yeah, I think. Donald's, Donald's ground. At the end of the day, do you see Pakistan making a comeback? They need uh, this Mohamed Abbas. Mohammad Abbas will come back probably into the picture yeah. next test match. So who and do you Philander, see? And Philander is he coming back next match? It depends on him. It's I think you need a tough captain in Philander. I think we had a discussion off air. Yeah. So he needs to be pushed a little mm-hmm. and uh, he needs to get this uh, he needs to get this 
some captain with a boot up his ass and saying come on man i wanted to go on the field i need you to win matches for me this is not working mm-hmm. he's a typical example 50 tests and he sort of he gives you 10 tests out of 10 tests a year he's only playing 7 or 8 because of okay so okay let's so next one is at uh, bloemfontein i'm still going to favor south africa here i think they are um, a better balanced side uh, with stain the question is this playing at full throttle amir bowled wonderfully this test match the mm. intensity he brought back this is the old amir not uh, the 2011 amir but at least the amir who came back into the test matches after 5 years you know mm. i would love this guy to do a bit more he has everything shahin shafri the everything i've seen is wonderful that guy is the could be the next akram let's i'm touch wood i hope i don't want to jinx it he's wonderful what what's his pace like is he bowling at 140 plus wow. he's 70 i don't know where they find these people i don't care oh my god he's bowling good right yeah. only thing is the now he's nearly 7 foot tall so he's he's going to bounce the hell out of 6 foot 5 whatever but i don't care yes you're right yeah. very high yeah. and then the other thing and um, hasan ali bowled with a lot of heart if mohammad abbas comes in who goes out of the team yeah that's a good question if is it going to be four fast bowlers i don't think so i don't think i don't see them resting yasser shah no 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 right it probably has going to be then uh, it's going to be shahin shafri unfortunately you're right uh, that's my opinion hasan ali has this right hander fast bowler and uh, mm-hmm. he's that's his uh, modus operandi and then shahin shah and mohammad amir both left fast mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i would say this is a new guy he goes out mm-hmm. but i think do you see any tinkering with the rest of the team do you see something very drastic like sarfraz ahmed himself dropping himself captain said that no i don't see that happening i don't think that's going to happen what about the middle order they got a dressing down but do they retain their places asad shafiq asad ali is still the there. first match i think they deserve another chance to be honest i think uh, i i don't know i don't know who the replacements are so I, I babar azam is okay he'll play shan masood will play and imam ul haq these are the three upcoming azad ali is a bit of a doubt do you think uh, azad ali should play he should his play. 36 in the first innings was still very crucial for me okay right so imam ul haq will play will he's, play. he's, he's done good he's done good last one but he was hit on the lid do you remember that's okay i think uh, he was a bit dazed look yeah. the harris the marcus harris the australian opener mm. he got hit twice twice by bomba yes. <laughs> so that's okay that happens and Fakhar look Zaman you have play. to come out of it and fakar zaman has a very crucial role for me mm. he can be the sehwag yeah. if he his mindset is good uh, whatever these people are telling him i don't know he you have to encourage the t20 player within him to come out it don't doesn't matter which color clothing you're playing whack the ball because this guy has this he can take you uh, take the match away from you in a session yeah. if he scores a quick 80 so he sets the day 10 matches 10 matches and then say do your best we'll see we'll look at it at the end of 10 matches can you do Tomorrow. that though i don't know we'll have to see I mean, with pakistan it's a bit difficult i think i really hope so this is what mickey arthur brings to the team the, he's a taskmaster here very hard taskmaster Mm. Uh, people like um, sohel khan lost his place in the team because he has not good in, in the last spell of the day wahabrias lost his place should they the bring omar akmal <laughs> good god no. no i don't think he's ready yet no. uh, that, that's the other thing i'll just quickly round up it's a waste of talent though he was very good you need a yunus khan or a misbah ul haq grooming omar akmal for half a season half a domestic season omar akmal does not get a say in anything yunus khan says he does or misbah says he does that's it take the choice out of his hands yes you will see a different tomorrow because misbah or yunus have this both experience and the mental fortitude mm. to fight through this and yunus has by the way asked to take into his own hand two people one is umar akmal i forget the other one uh, uh, ahmed shahzad ah, the other okay. other meteoric star who is in a bit of a storm right so these both people he yunus khan has at some point in time asked pcb can i take them into my palm or into my hand or under my mentorship and i would like to see that their careers are not wasted 
this is the right man and i'm telling you that's why he comes in his his mercurial pathan nature that's good and genuinely good guy very good if you ever listen to him speak i mean come on i've heard enough interviews of this guy i've heard him talk before matches after matches as an analyst he's a bit uh, let's say old school hmm. and i think he's very devout he's very he very spiritual and that's a strength that he brings single mindedness i don't care if you hmm. that means if you do namaz five times a day and if that gives you that kind of focus this hmm. is something i told you about am last yeah, yeah. peace he exudes dale stein said you know i don't care how you get it yunus khan has that with him I, he would very much uh, you know being with him would very much benefit these two guys i'm not sure that umar akbar Let, let's uh, stop that for otherwise i'll go another half an hour so for now this is good i so think blunt fun time i still expect south africa i, I think the series if, uh, frankly i would say i see pakistan struggling to avoid a whitewash it's 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 a bit uh, early to commit to this i'm going to commit to it the third one is at joburg if i'm not wrong yes okay uh, that they have reputation yes it's it's from a what happened uh, this, uh, yeah remember what happened with india in yeah, the exactly. third test oh god yeah. so uh, earlier this year so i let's see let's see i'm i'm going to say india lost that series in one session in the first test match yeah. otherwise it could have been india series but they bounced back well in the third one it was a dead rubber i don't care yeah i'm hoping Still pakistan will win the same thing otherwise it's going to be 3 nil yeah so that's my prediction what about you touch upon other topics of course so some of the other things we would like to talk i think we have a um, long uh, long talk session today so maybe uh, we'll skip a couple of them we'll go very uh, briefly over a couple so yeah, one thing is um, first Alistair of all alistair cook has been knighted so congrats to he's been created a knight of the realm deserved completely the fifth highest uh, test run scorer the highest for england and mm-hmm. i think as a captain he's done enough as a player he's brought a lot of quality to that team and Uh, from their perspective look on the day he retired tendulkar was made bharat ratna hmm if tendulkar deserves this from indian perspective so does alistair cook from hmm. his own countries the adulation and the respect he has earned is well deserved this is yeah. my personal opinion and he never uh, i think he was always away from the limelight he was he's a farmer guy yeah, he goes hunting in his free time he goes sits on a uh, tractor and this is no joke after his marriage him and his wife rode on a tractor back home from the church instead of a car <laughs> this is how cool and how old school he is and i love that and those uh, salt of the earth guys if i can use those terms they deserve the credit they should mm. deserve the recognition mm. and it's very much i read that he's the second uh, cricketer after botham or since botham to be knighted i think botham was knighted for his services to charity this guy purely deserves it on merit only the second guy ever british cricketer guy. british guy no no, no. what about wg grace <laughs> I don't know. I think it was very anti-establishment. He would never have been knighted in his life. No, no. Yeah, okay. So we can go into history another day. But since Botham, this is the second guy, yeah. and he deserves it. Yeah, right? truly. This yeah. is the other thing is uh, we would like to offer condolences to uh, Andrew Strauss and his family. We yeah. hear that his wife Ruth uh, Strauss has passed away. Yeah, it's very unfortunate. Very young age of forty-six, lung yeah. cancer. Uh, two young children this is very very sad to hear yeah we do remember that uh, he stepped down from his position at the england cricket board england was cricket board yeah to take some time out uh, to spend time well deserved if he were able to spend that one year with his wife yeah. it's very and i also read that um, she passed away in australia where her parents are could be yes so yes. so he kind of offered him some uh, solace that yeah. uh, he met her while playing in australia he was an upcoming actress if i'm not wrong and he was a uh, somebody on the fringes of yeah. the team Yeah, very uh, what i read about her in his autobiography he credits her for being it's a sad day for the for him and his family so our prayers and our thoughts are with them 
Okay, just a couple of quick things. One is, I think uh, this is uh, something we can uh, store for another day. We'll keep it quick today. What do you think about the selection of the Indian team, uh, women's coach, women's team coach, and the selection process thereof? I think Povar was fired after a little bit of internal politics. I think Diana Adelji openly spoke out that uh, there she was not happy. She is one of the COA, the team of COA appointed by the Supreme mm. Court to run mm. BCCI. Mm. I think she openly spoke about that. Uh, yeah, I think the main issue here was that they didn't take uh, any um, opinion or advice from COA before appointing the coach. Is that right? really necessary? Is, is this not... Well, okay. It does come under the jurisdiction of the COA because they run their day-to-day affairs. But but nothing against W.V. Raman. I think he may well be a deserved... Uh, no, this is what I read. Yeah. The incumbent W.V. Raman has been chosen well. Yeah. I think she had a few points where one, they were not consulted very much. That's mm. okay. See, look, there is a uh, autocratic structure or whatever, a structure that runs this organization. Bureaucratic was the word I was looking for. <laughs> well, it might have been a Freudian slip. Let's leave it at that. That's all right. Yeah. But um, it might have been... They Their input were probably not required. Look, these are... Dan Adolji, I don't know, or this Dada guy who's... Uh, I think he's a um, CEO guy. Yeah. Dada guy, that's one COA. Ramchandra Guha stepped down. It's only two people COA. So there... Is Vinod Rai or somebody? Vinod Rai, exactly. Yeah. He's more of an executive guy. He has... I don't know how much... He's just an administrator. I don't know yeah, if he has any um, look, background he, in cricket. You can be cc on the mail about all the process, steps of the process. What? Why do you need to know how the process is carried out? I, I don't know if... First of all, I appreciate Dan Idolji speaking out about it in public. Mm. If it were my organization, if I was a part of a board of directors, let's say, what yeah. you effectively represents, I would take it up internally. I would clarify and yeah. then speak, or maybe she did. It, it's a bit weird. So Don't wash your dirty linen in public. Agreed. I think she's the second time she's doing it with Ravi Shastri's appointment, she had something to say. No, she, she had something to say when Ramesh Pawar uh, was fired. And then she brought up the issue about Ravi Shastri being appointed in a non-judicial um, manner, well, whatever it, it was. It, it was not non. It was not extrajudicial. It was yeah. possible. Look, Kohli requested that Shastri's name be added to the list of income, uh, list of prospective coaches, and he sort of had a word with Shastri and said, "Look, dude, I would like you around. I like the sort of, and I see that there is some advantages to that. There's nothing wrong. Ganguly recommended Vic Chappell be brought in." had Greg Chappell's, uh, forward Greg Chappell's name. Look, the Indian professionalism revolution started with that guy. He may have not rated Ganguly well, that it's something else. Sometimes captains are known to bring their own. This happens everywhere. When you when a big CEO takes over a company, he brings his own staff, his own managerial and his own bureaucratic staff. This happens. And the captain is effectively the master of that ship, of that team. Yeah, let's face it, it's working uh, with uh, Virat Kohli and Ravi Shastri. Yeah, Although I, I have been... a I have opposed this, you know, uh, the way Kumble was... Uh, I think Kumble wanted to leave already. India, yeah, because... Yeah. Indian cricket, men's cricket team is not ready for a Kumble yet. I think he's, he himself is too strong. Kohli is no less of a person, no less of a strong person. So, yeah. uh, the the clashes were a bit probably unwarranted. But, uh, so, okay. but I think it's in the end it has all worked out, so it's fine. I think it, as long as the cricket Indian going team forward, plays is good. Going yeah. forward, if I'm sorry to interrupt. Going forward, the... If the women's cricket team's coach was replaced because of an internal rife or a strife within the team, it is not good. Yeah. Harman Preet and Mithali Raj have to patch up their differences because neither of those are bigger than the team. No. But having said that, sometimes Mithali Raj has to accept the fact that she was not in the team. This can happen. It's a captain and a coach management structure's decision and sometimes you have to accept it. It, it happens. And she wasn't the captain, right? 
Look at how Dhoni has handled his own mission and then re-entry into the T20 squad. This is what I expect from a senior person. I have always respected Dhoni's nows. He steps away a few seconds before he's pushed. That's how you should be. And look at how silent he entire he was in, in this entire process. He had nothing to say. There is quality and there are people. There are some people talking about it now that he didn't play domestic cricket. Uh, they would, and they have a point, of course. How but can he walk right back in? Look, that's a different topic. I'm not yeah. even going well, to go there. I mean, this, just just to bring a point. I mean, it's it's it's, it's not a, always those about those people making uh, that point is absolutely right. Yeah. He should have made himself available for one but, or two. But he has a response for that. He has said it's not fair to be questioned like that. No, I think it is fair. I think it is absolutely fair. But when you are not playing for the Indian cricket team, you can play for your uh, domestic teams. Because I keep telling you this example about Amla and Stein. Does it not apply to Dhoni? In my opinion, it does. It does, yeah. The same nows, the same work ethic and the uh, sort of preparation you bring into your game, it has to translate to youngsters. It has to be given to youngsters. Let them see. Mm. You know, you are you're held on this pedestal. That's fine. But don't worry about it. Yeah. Just be there, man. Be around the squad. I mean, just play a match or two, if you will. You're yeah. Dhoni, right? Yeah. So that's why I said my opinion on that is probably different. Because these people who are questioning are questioning it for the right of the Indian cricket. Meet Gavaskar. I mean, Mahindra Marnath, I don't know who said it. Someone of these ex-cricketers said it. And maybe more of one, more than one. And I respect them for it. Because this guy is still contacted with the Indian board. And he can be asked to play uh, Jharkhand's matches. It's not wrong, in my opinion. Because... Uh, Shami played, eh? Shami played for... No, Bhutan. Shami had to play because that's the role Kumbla has been uh, responsible for bringing in. You have to play at least one match of that format to bring, come back into the ma- team in the same format. Mm. This is a role almost mm. Kumbla has implemented. Mm. Right? That's good. Okay. So, God forbid what happens if Kohli has, is injured out. We'll yeah, he's, he's back. He has been a problem, right? Yeah, we'll have to see how, yeah. how that works. So, anywho. So, going forward, coming back to Dan Adulji, I think watching the Dirty Lennon is never a good idea. I agree with you. And uh, yeah, uh, that's one point. The other one is, uh, well, Smith and Bancroft have come out and said uh, a few things about uh, how they, well, they have admitted to their culpability previously as well. But they have more uh, said a bit about uh, their roles in the exact, mm. uh, you know, the event, uh, the epicenter of the event. And Smith says it's his uh, responsibility that he could not stop it. Look, look at the words very carefully. He is not taking full uh, responsibility. He is not the instigator is the... Meaning that I read between the lines. Well, that's what he wants to say, of course. Of course, but he can't use those words. He's trying to clean up his image. Look at what Bancroft had to say. Bancroft openly says, Warner instigated this and I did it. (coughs) The most curious thing in this whole saga is Warner has held his peace. What do you think about this? I don't know. Uh, I have no idea why he's been keeping quiet. I agree with this. Uh, is he playing anywhere in domestic yes, cricket? Yes, he does. He does. He plays uh, for a T20 uh, tournament abroad in Canada, in Canada and everywhere else. But also in Australia, he's back playing the domestic, uh, the let's say the club scene. I think he's gone beyond that. He's, he's, he's put his put all this whole episode behind him now. Warner. I don't think he wants to bring it up. That's the whole point. That would be the wisest thing because there is no winner here. Now, but if if Smith and Bancroft are talking about this and if Smith does way, make his way back into the team it's going to be a bit of friction if Warner and Ah, that's the whole point. Yeah. Warner has the most to lose because in this whole you look they had uh, they sent a guy to do a accountability report or some such as soon as this happened yeah. uh, by the time the next test was done they had already interviewed these three people mm. and they came up with a report 
none of us know it has never been made public this report it won't be correct if i'm not wrong if i read between the lines right warner is completely held responsible for this the moral or the ethical responsibility of getting this or stopping this falls with the captain and hence he has been penalized bancroft is penalized because he is the youngster in the team but he did not use his own common sense and say no i'm not I going to do it the main culprit here is warner look mm-hmm. and for me by keeping quiet he is doing the right thing the moment he speaks out there are no winners because i heard even a couple of i heard a few cricketing uh, commentators and cricketing pundits from australia and journalists speak about it and they feared warner may never come back into the team irrespective of what happens with smith and bancroft mm-hmm. by keeping quiet he is sending the right sort of a message to the australian public as well as the australian selectors Right, right. One, he's performing. He's going and playing in the club scene, which is the right thing to do. He's building back his reputation up and his scores up, right? But the right thing here is he's keeping quiet. Whoever is counselling him, maybe it's his wife. They say his wife is a big influence, stabilising influence in his life. The guy who punched or tried to punch Root to who he is today, let's say. Right? So, for me, this is a good approach. This is a good thing to do. This is my opinion. What do you think? We'll see it. We'll see what happens. I think uh, maybe the right the story will come out yeah. so 15 years see. down the line yeah, if, if at all he comes back in an autobiography or a biography it will be told maybe there will be books written just about this by each of those people this is what I expect right that's yeah. how you cash out your career but this is the end of it for me that he's keeping quiet and if at all look I see all three of them at least Bancroft is not a pick automated pick he's going to be he's going to earn his way back the hard way mm. these two are automatic, automatic picks because of that pedigree and their experience correct yeah. warner and smith for the on, the only way that they both can get back into the team is they show there is no friction there that's why warner is keeping quiet mm. and smith may even inherit the captaincy warner never will in his career this is guaranteed is my opinion i'm not sure about smith though but then again we'll see and we'll have to see how pain goes and pain is also 33 34 what you said who's the next guy there in that line usman khwaja is the next guy do you s- they have two vice captains right They have Mitch Mars and then... Uh, Mitch Mars is not worth this position in the team. Will Australia look to appoint a fast bowler? If they do, I'm, I'm the happiest. No, because fast bowlers always... When was the last looks. fast bowling Australian cricket captain? Okay, I can't. You know. I don't. Because I, I can't recall one. They always I know there was one uh, West Indian, of course. We had Courtney Walsh. No, no. West Indians are there. Indians are there. Pakistan is sure. Hmm. Right? Everywhere else in the world. England, Bob Willis, I think, was the last. was it okay. yes if i'm not wrong was there ever a fast bowling captain i don't remember so there is very rarely is what i'm going to say they don't trust their fast bowlers to be captains no they i think they have an issue with injuries if some is get injured they have a long layoff then who is going to take over the team right that's so, the other thing so batsman count uh, batsman or wicket keeper maybe so i would say usman khwaja could be my pick going is a dark horse yeah. literally and figuratively sorry about that so we'll have to see but with the warner saga i would say i think i back warner's decision to not talk That's about it. Any other points you would like to discuss today? Um, yeah, Stephen Smith is playing in Bangladesh in their T20 league. I yeah. thought he got uh, disqualified. No, I think they put him back. Reinstated him. Reinstated I had not read this. I see. And uh, to t- touch upon another point uh, regarding the, the test match going on at MCG. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I read that um, we have about five minutes before the star- start. Uh, Good God. We spoke day five. <laughs> All right. And there was drizzle moments ago. But the How rain has stopped. Think? But the rain has stopped and play will begin on time. Perfect. This is good news. Let's hope Indians are serious or are able to get a bit of luck, whatever it takes. In the next 30 minutes, mm. they wrap it up before the rain really strikes. Let's mm. hope because we are Indian fans. We have considered that earlier in the show. 
okay good 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 for the update thanks a lot and thanks a lot for the chat kiri it's been a wonderful experience uh, we'll have to see when this goes out likewise likewise with me uh, i've never had a discussion about cricket Uh, for such a long duration uh, we've had it believe but, me but never not, on record not a dedicated uh, session agreed like agreed. this and agreed. it was more structured i would say i mean we had some points to discuss so we will always come up with an agenda yes. or you will uh, of course it was all your idea let's so. see if we can do it once a week or once every fortnight thanks a lot for the chat and yeah. uh, thanks a lot for whoever that has taken a bit of time to listen to this and if you are still listening uh, for the end of the year happy new year happy new year and uh, have a prosperous 2019 best wishes and uh, tada thank you thanks a lot guys that's it from the unscripted podcast for now thanks and uh, listen to us again next time bye you're listening to the armchair cricket podcast